0: Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12 we express our point of view on Muzhtara
1: Hello everyone, I am Davide and this is our program of Thursday morning here in Mustarhas. With me today, there is Irina. Hello Irina. Hi, hi. And for this point of view program, we are going to talk about freedom, freedom of expression and the limits of freedom of expression. Let's put it like this. I want to start actually talking about something that happened uh, the last few days in Paris because at the Musée d'Orsay, the museum in Paris basically there was a performance, a protest by the group Femen, a group of uh, women, feminists that protested inside the museum because a woman was not allowed to enter the museum some days earlier because she was wearing a dress that was too open on her front, let's say, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah showed too much of her breasts.
0: Oh but come on, it's not church why they weren't allowed to the museum.
1: <laughs> there is still sometimes uh, people that want to, yeah, prohibit things for which. 30 or 40 years ago, you wouldn't get uh, any problems, actually. So there is this kind of coming back to the past in a moral way, moralistic way. Anyway, I don't know if you uh, are aware of this um, fact, but this group of uh, women, women, protested inside Bonsai d'Orsay, they got naked, uh, bare breasts and I started to uh, manifest and shout obscenity is in your eyes. So this is not obscene, my body is not obscene, but obscenity is in your eyes. I, I totally agree with the uh, protesters, of course. I totally agree with uh, manifestation against that act of that person or the institutions of the Musée d'Orsay not allowing uh, a woman to enter because of reasons like that. Let's say also that I don't know how the woman was dressed, but in any case I don't, I don't feel that a naked body is in any way obscene. And sure, I'm, quite, I'm kind of sure that if the same opening of the shirt was in a man t-shirt, that wasn't a problem. So yeah, it, it's a bro- prohibitionist but also some sexism. I mean, woman body is uh, more threatening for some people than a man body. What do you think? I'll just put an example because I know this example. In tennis, men are allowed to change their shirt if it's too sweat, if they're sweating too much. But a woman that changed a uh, shirt, it is a scandal. She has to go to the bathroom. And once this happened with a French, again, tennis player, Alize Cornet, she changed her shirt during the, um, the changing of uh, the sides of the court. And she got a warning. The judge of the match told to her that it wasn't uh, allowed to do that, it was a scandal, and there wasn't even breast in that case, but yeah, it's kind of this sexist uh, uh, that is so hidden in some people uh, morality, they are not even aware, but it still exists and uh, it can lead to some like acts, terrible acts like uh, those people not allowing this woman to enter the museum. Paris. What do you think?
0: Mm, first of all, I would like to say that I didn't see those dresses, and I can't say exactly like I support it or not support because for me it's like my point of view. Uh, women' breast is more intimate part of body than men, just because uh, physiologically it has uh, more sense even in erotic way, and I'm against to show my breast, <laughs> naked breast, to everywhere. I will not do it. If some people, some women are ready, why not? It's your boobs, but... But so
1: you are against means that you condemn people doing it, or that you are against meaning that you wouldn't do it? It's... Different. I wouldn't do it. Okay, yeah, I that's wouldn't okay, that's legitimate.
0: But anyway, I think uh, they were not naked, and of course, like I said, museum, it's not church, even if it's museum say, and it's strange for me, but I think I need to know more about the situation, and also maybe I will have opportunity to see pictures of their dress, but I don't know, now I look at my clothes today, and I'm thinking about, would I be allowed to the M- Museum d'Orsay with this uh, shirt, t-shirt? Which, I, I
1: mean, it should be really without reason that you wouldn't be allowed, <laughs> uh, like, just like I, I can see you, but, you know, this is the point, where's the limit? Now the limit was uh, this opening, and wh- what's, what is the next limit? I mean... And what is so threatening about the body? It's also the the question, because in this in the protest that uh, this feminine um, group made, and it's a group that it's mostly defending the right of the body to be free, and it's condemning uh, the societies that puts a burden on the body, that limit the freedom of uh, our bodies. This is and the.
0: What do you think about cases when women start to feed their children in museums, like with a breast?
1: I think that's beautiful.
0: But I don't want to see it. I mean, museum is not uh, the best place for this.
1: But if the the little uh, child is angry, I mean, I, I don't understand why my breast should be such a bad vision for someone that he cannot even, like, look at another part, and I have to leave the museum uh, to feed my child. I think it's not right. But you can
0: cover it. And a lot of people cover cover. it.
1: There's nothing to cover. I mean, it's a breast. What's what's the matter? (laughs) I (laughs) mean... <laughs> what's the matter with the breasts?
0: I don't want to see but the breasts of okay, so other women.
1: <laughs> but look at, uh, at another direction. You cannot force someone to hide it, like to breastfeeding a child and then with another hand uh, hide it. I mean, what's it's like? Ridiculous that you have to hide to to give uh, food to your child. And it's more ridiculous when uh, I mean people don't get so like scandalized because of some more serious reasons I mean I think in this world we are letting uh, big money corporation to do whatever they want and we are talking about uh, a woman feeding uh, her child I mean is it serious this is what makes me like when I see it in all the point of view I I, I think it's really ridiculous to make uh, a discussion about this when there's, there are so many things in the world you should fight and you should uh, question about that are much more uh, serious and that limits your freedom much more than a breast in front of your face.
0: But it's about adequacy. I mean, um, we can say, like, you know, uh, there are people who show their mm-hmm. genitals in front of people. Uh, it's like mental health problems. And we can say like it's normal but it's not normal i mean when we are in community we have to we have to think about our actions and we have to think about like all people are different for some people it's okay for others it's not okay that's why there are rules and also like moral rules and moral rules it's a part of our life. Uh, Moral rules, it's uh, what uh, make people a people. And uh, it comes with bringing up to our head. I don't know, for me, it's not normal to go out to the streets and show my boobs.
1: Mm. And that's for, uh, you feel it like it's inadequate. Yeah. Adequacy, as you said. But you know, adequacy is very subjective. I mean, there are some community, let's call it rules, I mean, of course you cannot kill people. I mean, it's bad to kill people. Uh, it's bad to kick someone just in the street or to put acid in their face. I mean, this kind of uh, obvious uh, things, but the fact that If we bring adequacy in the subject, it becomes much more uh, subjective. And so, what is adequate for you is not adequate for uh, someone else, and that's where a discussion or at least a judgment should come. I think about uh, the difference between a judgment and scandal, and uh, I think about an interview to an Italian writer, uh, Moravia who I don't love, I don't particularly love actually, but in this um, conversation he makes a very interesting distinction between scandal, which is not legitimate, and judgment, which is legitimate. To judge is legitimate. I mean, everybody uh, does it, more or less. It's legitimate to judge and to have a judgment on something, which means that it went through your head and it's not something that comes from you, I don't know, from your parents or from uh, uh, society or from the p- place you live, the community you lived, but it's something you thought about and it's um, processed in your head. There is a thought in the end uh, after you say, no, for me, this is um, not right, for example, or for some, for these reasons. But to be scandalized for him is not legitimate. And uh, I kind of agree with this distinction because scandal is just scandal. uh, Most of the times it's just, you just say, oh, it's not like it's out of the decorum of things, a a word that I hate because really, every time I hear someone say decorum, I understand that that I don't want to uh, tell anything to that person. I don't want to hear anything from uh, them. Or inadequacy. But what's the real? I mean, give me a reason. Give me a real judgment on why that's inadequate. It's, um, it's too much subjective to, to just put it this way. Okay, it's not adequate. And let's end it here. You know? Because also it's a matter of culture. I mean, in some place it can uh, happen one way and in some place it can happen uh, another way.
0: Oh, you know, uh, first of all, I want to say that, like you said, everybody judge. And I think that we have right for this. Because we talk a lot about freedoms, but it's freedom of thought. I mean, I have freedom of thoughts and I have freedom of my opinion. But if I see person who I count like non-adequate person on the street i don't know or like i said it's um, not acceptable for me to see how in place like museum woman uh, is feeding her child but i will not come to that person and i will not tell like what are you doing i will not teach him what to do and all that stuff i mean i will keep it into myself my opinion and my attitude to this action, but I think I have right for this. And everybody has some norms, and everybody has some vision, like this is good, this is not good.
1: Yeah, but it has to be uh, really like a thought, not something uh, without a real thinking, you know? What is the thought behind, uh, like, the reason why a woman shouldn't uh, breastfeed uh, a child in a museum?
0: Because for me, uh, it's not about a woman and uh, her child. It's because women breast. I think that men breasts are not so intimate part of body like women.
1: But who said this? I said it. No, you didn't this say. Is, uh, it. th- th- this no is culture. This, no, is, this is a is thousand.
0: My, this, is opi- uh, this is my. This is my. Okay, this is my opinion about.
1: But this. it's not like your opinion. I have to say because it's it's an opinion that comes from uh, our social um, uh, structure and uh, our social history. Yes,
0: but our opinion uh, creates uh, from our. I don't know, experience from our knowledges.
1: Yeah, but if, if, it's, if it is your opinion, you should give me uh, a reason why one is more intimate than another. But if I ask you why something is more intimate than another, what did you Because answer?
0: even Freight told that when woman feeds her child, it's a uh, first erotic mm-hmm. contact of person. Okay. It's like uh, the first intimate um, thing in uh, his or her life.
1: And so, so are you saying that uh, erotic shouldn't be public?
0: Of Yes, erotic shouldn't be public and that's why it's prohibited to watch erotic for children, teenagers, but they do it, I know. But, but in, in
1: what is the limit? I mean, people can um, kiss in the street for you? People
0: can, but I don't like to see it.
1: And so you don't do it.
0: it I, n- I don't yeah. want to see it I but don't wha- do
1: it uh, you only kiss in close spaces. for me it's <laughs> very
0: uh, no for me it's very intimate process
1: mm. but you I know, want to keep I respect it your I mean I, I respect um, this in this case because um, really if it's about intimacy it's your feeling and uh, that's it but if you are scandalized by someone doing it it's, it's a bit more then just, um, I don't know, I feel it very intimate.
0: No, I don't scandalize. I have never said to anyone uh, anything about uh, his behavior, even if I stay, I don't know, in, or wait uh, for my bus and near to me two people kiss very, you know, with passion, like <laughs> I will not tell them anything. But I will think like... Oh my god, please uh, take a room and uh, do whatever you want.
1: So um, since you don't do it you don't like to see it.
0: I don't do it because I don't like to see it. I mean if something's unacceptable for me, I will not do it also.
1: But you told me that it's unaccept- uh, unacceptable, let's say, we didn't I, don't, I mean I hope it's not unacceptable for you to for a woman to breathe fist but it's just that you don't like it but you No I mean
0: if I ever have a child I will not go to museum mm. and will not start to fit uh, him or her there with my breast mm.
1: because it's intimate for you yeah yeah so the fact that you don't uh, like it it's because it's intimate it's not that it's intimate for you because you don't like it you know you understand yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. okay so it's a very personal thing to say and I think it's also very personal um, but it comes from society this fact that women breasts are more intimate than uh, men breasts and also we should discuss like so much about uh, what is intimacy because um, I don't know really what is I I don't think that uh, a body can um, threaten the freedom of uh, someone so much if there is not A problem like in freedom in the person looking at this being scandalized, for example, no? Or uh, mm, like this famine group in the after their protest, they were also discussing and raising the question about uh, some women lately being topless, bare breast, with breast Mm -hmm. out in the beach. And they had problems with um, police. Mm -hmm. And they were questioning also this fact. I really feel it, I don't know how to say it, but almost outrageous. How dare you to tell someone to cover something of their body? It's such a violence. It's much more violence than, than... Seeing someone uh, with their breasts. I mean, if the breasts are very nice, you are you are looking at a beautiful thing. If they are very bad, you can laugh about it. I really don't see <laughs> the problem. <laughs> Where is the problem? But
0: come on, we cover our low part of our bodies. Everybody do it, yeah? Yeah, and but I don't have a problem. Do you think it's normal, or we need to take off our pants now and leave Mustargaz without underwear?
1: I wouldn't have a problem doing it. I mean, of course, if I am the only one, because there is a social, uh, also not social, but also a criminal law. I mean, you can get uh, <laughs> yes. you can get fined because of obscenity. This is the the question here, Bec- if you are naked but this this thing of obscenity it's a very uh, subjective one this is uh, what we are discussing about because if we put the cover of, of obscenity on the genitals and then on the breasts what's going to be next and uh, we can we put uh, this thing also to i don't know fit because they can be erotic and it's full of uh, fetishes in the world i mean really is this the world you want to live in
0: no, but uh, still, um, yes. yes, like I said, women breasts. When men look at women breasts, they they are excited. And so, but when women look at men breasts, they are not excited about it. <laughs> this is different. This is you that I tell. think that uh, women <laughs> breasts has much more uh, stronger sexual. Vibes to <laughs> community, I
1: don't know. And but why? I ask you, why do you think it's like this? Because for me, it's obviously a thing that comes from the fact that our society comes from uh, men. And so if men gets aroused, it can be, I don't know, very threatening. And so a woman uh, should uh, hide her body more than a man. I mean, it's very sexist.
0: It's not a problem for me to hide my breast. <laughs> I don't Yeah, for you, to... Yeah, for
1: you, because you have uh, like this kind of... Uh, I'm
0: a good girl.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you have your personal uh, way to live with your body, but for other women, um, it's a limit on the freedom. If they cannot, I don't know, breastfeed, breastfeed but of course there's going to be a law in the Western world. I don't know about other countries, actually. If there is a law, you cannot breastfeed uh, in public place- places. I guess there are some countries. Wrong. But, I mean, that could cause a real a real um, big protest if you don't allow that. It to, I mean, it's really, really uh, a violence on a woman. But another type of violence is really to put um, limit... To someone. I mean, to be forced to use like a bra on a beach is um, like coming back to the 40s, to the 30s. I don't know. On I'm really pretty sure that in the 70s, 80s, people didn't have any problems like being in the beach.
0: Depends on the place. I think on pizza, maybe... <laughs>
1: But no, no, in Italy as well. I mean, I don't know in Russia, but the Western world definitely didn't have a problem with topless some years ago. And this is what I, uh, I mean. I want to talk about what's what's happening. Is, is there like a desire from some people to come back to prohibit some of the conqueries of the seventies, sixty-eight? Uh, and all that came from all the conquests that came from that period?
0: Maybe because world uh, became more multicultural and uh, globalization came and um, now every country, European country, are multicultural and uh, that is okay for Western people, not uh, okay for Eastern people, maybe.
1: I think that's an excuse because they don't care about uh, Eastern people in uh, Western world. I mean, they are treated uh, uh, in a very racist way, and in this case, you respect them. Mm, I don't know. It sounds really like uh, uh, not possible to me.
0: No, it's my. uh, You asked why. It's my opinion why it can be. Maybe it's one Mm. of the reasons.
1: I think there is a. Because I don't think
0: it's because people became more conservative. (laughs) Mm. Something uh, happened in a more global way.
1: No, I think the um, authority became more uh, conservative, let's put it like this.
0: Yes, but uh, there is a reason for this.
1: Uh, of course there is a reason. Be- I
0: think uh, because they uh, decided to, I don't know, create conditions of living in society which uh, will not uh, disturb other people and think about, uh, like to say, minorities. I don't know.
1: I'm pretty sure that uh, if you get disturbed by a breast, it's your problem and it shouldn't be the problem of uh, the person taking the sun uh, on the beach.
0: But but still, there are a lot of nudistic beaches. I mean, uh, you can come and...
1: Sure, but why... Sure, sure, sure. But this is the discussion I mean we have uh, put like an X on the genitals no? Mm-hmm. no genitals on the beach uh, but these things of the breast is a really disputable thing no? it can be discussed a lot because reality is that men can be naked so they have uh, they have their body bare on the sun in the beach and they have this right And women cannot. And you can tell me for you it's more intimate uh, for another. No. But uh, But you know what? It's also harmful
0: for women's breasts to be under the sun. And even if a woman uh, on the beach uh, without bra, she has to actually cover her naples.
1: Yeah, but don't tell me that people that wants to, um, uh, like cover breasts uh, of uh, no, someone no, no, that of is course. naked do it for their own health. <laughs> no,
0: of course I don't think so. I just, yeah. uh, just one fact.
1: Yeah, it's just why a fact.
0: maybe we shouldn't uh, fight uh, too much for this opportunity to be on the beach without. I think we it.
1: should fight for uh, people to express themselves freely when there is really no reason to condemn because they are not harming anyone. And the fact that um, a breast can be harmful for someone, it's, um, it's ridiculous. I mean, I understand why that happens, of course, I know it, but it's not a, it's not, it's not a reason. That person should uh, start to think... And I um, should also start to question what is my problem with breasts. But definitely you cannot limit uh, someone that feels good in being um, breast, bare be- breast on a beach. Because men can. I, th- I think people see it in a sexist way still. And also women, because also you think this way, as you told me.
0: Oh, yeah, but we are talking about uh, naked breasts already a long time. And I think that we have uh, different positions, different point of views, and it's interesting. But I suggest you to go to a little bit other topic, and I'm sure that we will have different points of views also.
1: Yeah, but I think anyway, the body is very important for today's program in general. So that's why I, I bodies want to.
0: are always important. <laughs> I have to say, not only in this program.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also because when you are, um, it's all—it's always a matter of a body when uh, uh, freedom of expression gets limited. I mean, the question is—is al- is always the body. Either if you show your breast, either if you uh, shout uh, words that are—I don't know—curses, uh, or either if you. Um, uh, like nails just yes, scrotum, like uh pa- Pab in um in Russia. I mean when you when your freedom is limited you feel it in your body. This is how I think they are very connected. And um I think I don't know. I think about those women that are, that are really like completely covered with height, tight. And, um, and that's just a manifestation, perfect manifestation of their uh, mentality that comes from uh, a society that wants them to be in, uh, in a prison in a kind of a way. But anyway, what did you want to bring?
0: We talked about Paris already and let's talk about Charlie Hebdo. Mm. As we know, it's a French satirical weekly magazine, and the magazine has been the target of two terrorist attacks in 2011 and 2015. And both were presumed to be in response to a number of controversial Mohammed cartoons it published. And in the second of this attack, 12 people were killed, including publishing director Sharp, and several other prominent cartoonists. After the attack, the phrase Je suis Charlie was adopted by supporters of free speech and freedom of expression who were reacting to the shootings. The phrase identifies a speaker of supporters of those who were killed, at the Charlie Hebdo shooting, and by extension, a supporter of freedom of speech and resistance to armed threats. And some journalists embraced the expression as a railing cry for the freedom of self-expression. And also, it was one case connected with Russia, following the crash of uh, airplane in October 2015, which killed 224 civilians, mostly women and children, and was seen by authorities of different countries as a terroristic attack. Charlie Hebdo published cartoons which were perceived in Russia as mocking the victims of the tragedy. One of the cartoons showed a victim's blue-eyed school and burnt-out plane on the ground with the caption The dangers of Russian low-cost flights. The other showed pieces of the plane falling on an Islamic state fighter with the caption Russia's Air Force intensifies its bombing. After that, uh, a spokesman for Vladimir Putin called the artwork sacrilege, and members of the State Duma called for the magazine to be banned as extremist literature and demanded an apology from France. And one more case connected with Charlie Hebdo, and then we can discuss. Connected with uh, Belgian singer Stromae, and Charlie Hebdo published uh, a front page following uh, the 2016 Brussels bombings, in which the singer asked Papa Ute, uh, he has actually a song like this, Where Are You Dead?, and uh, dismembered body parts reply here. And the cover upset the Belgian public, and it particularly upset Strome's family because his father was murdered in the Rwanda genocide. What do you think about um, Charlie Hebdo, their activity, and about these cases which I just described? Mm. It's just one of the cases we know uh, specific of uh, this magazine, that they do cartoons, but still, this is just several examples.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the question is a bit more... um complex in this case than the one we discussed before because the satirical has always been ambiguous and to like fight what should be not fightable no basically is the philosophy that nothing is nothing cannot be laughed about it's not about prohibition because it's not an act. We are talking about. You we are talking about the journal.
0: You really think that we can laugh? About it's not about support like or not. I'm
1: trying to discuss because if you just say I support, I not sup- I don't support, it doesn't mean anything. And this is actually what I don't like in the world. And what is uh, more and more common? People, know I like it. No, I don't like it. Tell me why. Give me a reason. So it's. I think it's a very complex um, subject in this one, and I. I no, mean,
0: I don't mean. I, it, uh, it's Charlie not that Abdo. simple. I don't mean Charlie Hebdo, like you support the activity or not. You said like uh, nothing. But it's not
1: that simple to say I support it. I don't support it. For me, it's. Uh,
0: no, of course, but okay. For you, there is uh, things uh, which uh, you can't laugh at, or you think that there is no things which cannot be laughed.
1: Oh, for me... Yes, uh, this is what I mean. Okay, for me, there should be things that uh, you cannot laugh at. A laugh can be really... can cause harm. But it's not much about this, in this case, because we are talking about politics here, basically. And we are talking about uh, a political statement, no? Even this draw about the Russian by Charlie Hebdo, I didn't know about it, this Russian plane crash. I'm watching it now. I can see that they also made some uh, drawings about uh, Putin like in a very funny way. For me, I can see the political uh, behind uh, all their um, art, whatever. So this is why they are satirical. So that's the difference. We are talking about uh, nothing is not, Um, shouldn't be laughable but in the political uh, world and in the social world I mean there's a limit of course but in the interpersonal uh, way like if someone is laughing at a person with a handicap of course uh, I get very angry about the attack and I think it's there's violence in that angry and uh, there's a type of violence that I totally condemn but if it's about politic I cannot say I don't support it because sometimes uh, I can feel what is the sense you know to laugh at some I don't know construction of the mankind that's so like powerful and in this way in the contrary we we say no I can still say no to this. And I say no laughing about it. So in this case, I cannot say if I support or not. But I gave you two examples. I think I was pretty clear.
0: I agree that they can draw their cartoons about politicians and some political events. And I have never read actually any information in our mass media like, oh, Charlie Hebdo, uh, draw Putin in bad way, you know. Nobody cares about it. And this is one side of this conversation, and I don't care, of course. Mm. But when you have cartoons about 224 innocent people, civil people who were killed by a terroristic attack, for me it's unacceptable, for me it's not funny, and for me it's the thing about this, you can't draw your cartoons And to be so cynical, and even if you fight for freedom of speech, there are limits. I mean, there are some human things, there are empathy. Today, they are laughing about this incident, what tomorrow? They will laugh about Holocaust. There are some topics. But they didn't
1: just laugh. This has to be said. They didn't just laugh. They used it as a provocation. No, it's perfect that you said I didn't care, or in Russia nobody cares when uh, they draw Putin uh, like in a funny way, no? That's the point. In this kind of, like also art, because this is satirical, but there's also a lot of provocation that uh, is uh, the center of uh, some performance art, and not only performance, but art in general was always in part provocative, because provocation forces more people to discuss that thing, you know, it's the same way as uh, I don't know what happened with famine or with Pussy Riot. Why they are so like their act is so strong and provocative? Because if it wasn't provocative, it would happen just like you said before. Most of the people wouldn't care. So this is.
0: But it's too dirty way. I mean, it's uh, beyond the um, humanity. Mm. I don't know. There are some topics. uh, There are some topics for me, again. Yeah, it's my point of view. No, no, but I understand
1: it. it. Of course, it can be a bad taste. I mean, I wouldn't do it for example. But still, I also want to focus on why they did it. I mean, what is the message they want to tell using this provocation? I don't know a lot about this plane crash and how it it has anything to do with Russian uh, politics. I I don't know almost uh, anything about it, so I cannot discuss it. But of course, now I'm a bit interested about it. Why there's a connection between uh, Russian politics and this plane crash? Uh, I I would more like to you not take informations
0: Because it happened after Russia came to Syria and after that it was like answer from ISIS. They had a person in airport who put the bomb to that airplane. I even can say that a mother of my friend was in Egypt in that time. And uh, she lived in the same hotel with uh, one of the family who was in that airplane. And she was really broken. It was like big family with three children, if I'm not mistaken. And Russian people really take it very close Accidents like this. And this is what I mean. When we talk about freedom of expression, when we talk about cartoons like this, yes, we understand that there are some people who are cynical, who don't care, but we don't take in our attention the fact that people are very different and also nations have a different mentality, attitude to some accidents. And uh, accidents like this in Russia, it's real tragedy. People really take it like, uh, I don't know, your friend uh, was there or some close person. And things like this, totally unacceptable in Russia. And it will not be acceptable. And I support it with two my hands. I will never say like, oh, come on, guys, it has right to be they have rights to make cartoons like this It's just freedom of speech, freedom of expression. For me, it's not freedom. For me, it's an act when limits were mm, broken. And also for me, there is a difference, freedom of speech, for example, and insult. It's not only about Charlie Hebdo. I know that uh, there are like, you know, black humor in USA stand up when they can laugh about, I don't know, disabled people, mm. uh, people with cancer, Holocaust. And people always say like, oh, you are so conservative. You don't understand it. Uh, actually, it's okay. Why? It's just humor. It's just a joke. But for me, there are limits and always will be limits about it and Mm. in case with Charlie Hebdo I think you can do some provocations but there are limits there is a trait and there is difference between like cynical things and insults and real freedom of speech and freedom of expression
1: Mm. but I agree There is a limit. Yeah, sometimes it can go far beyond. I cannot speak about this case because I don't know if they just wanted to take this case as a a pretext uh, provocation to talk about the fact that in Russia something is wrong or I mean there's no freedom or if there's a real connection between the plane crash and the Russian politic. I can't say that but I can say that I don't like let's say politically correct. I think it's very useless. I think it's very unful for uh, society in general to be too politically correct. I think in Russia you know it very well. I don't know how much I can't realize, but I think the amount of like this bubble of being politically correct in Russia, it's much more than in Italy, for example. But still, I think the world is much more politically correct than uh, some years ago. A lot of topics are becoming uh, taboos, much more than 30 years ago and 40 years ago. And uh, I can say that for me this is bad, as well as uh, when this, this limit is too much, which I agree, I mean, definitely, I don't like a kind of humor that laughs at people with a real condition, for example, like a tumor, or a cancer, or this... Kind of things. I mean, I can imagine someone that has a cancer in that, uh, place or someone that's it's like taken in first person in something that it said. It doesn't feel right to me, but I also don't think that the politically correct is like not doing any damages to society, because I think it does, and it does a lot. I mean, for example, in uh, Russia, no, how do they talk about what happened to Charlie Hebdo in France and uh, when they killed people working there? And how do they talk about the fact depicted Muslims? mean how was this talked about? Uh, do you remember?
0: Common opinion was like it's fault of uh, Charlie Hebdo.
1: Mm, Yeah, you know. But I agree. Yeah, I can see you agree. I understood you agree. (laughs) But I'm questioning the fact that this politically correct feeling is…
0: I have to say I think because I am afraid that uh, somebody will not understand me right from our listeners. Of course I don't agree with uh, killing of people not uh, of with no 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 no. I don't think that uh, they deserved this punishment. I um, agree with uh, this opinion Th- that, because when you that. do things like this
1: I wasn't so sure.
0: You have to think about religious feelings. And you have to think about this organization, like ISIS.
1: No, no, but we are... Like
0: they are radical. And you have to think, yes, about uh, feelings and thoughts. And you have to, again, like I said before, like they didn't think about feelings of Russian people because they don't know us. And also we are like Western people. We have no idea about uh, Muslim people because they have uh, their own religion, traditions, their own lifestyle, and it's totally different. And Mm -hmm. we don't have rights to laugh about it. And, of course, if we talk about cartoon and life of person, of people, in that case it was 12 people, of course we can't compare it, and we can't compare the weight of uh, these two things. I just mean that they had to know about consequences. Because Mm, this organization, they are radical and they are crazy. And unfortunately this happened.
1: You know, I don't think that they didn't know the consequences. They just put ahead of the consequences the, their concept of freedom. They thought that it was more important to have freedom of speech than um, the possible consequences. Of course, they couldn't imagine such consequences, or maybe, yes, we don't know. But for me, it, each case is different. I mean, I cannot tell I like Charlie Hebdo, I don't like Charlie Abdo. Give me a drawing and... For any drawing, I will have an opinion. For example, I like, let's say, the Italian word is dissacrante, which literally means to destroy what is holy. Because holiness makes things not disputable, no? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about like a cartoon, a serious South Park, and that's uh, one of the most... This sacrament. I hope this word exists, things and they can laugh about everything and some of the characters are really evil. But I like it because we live in such a politically correct world when... You cannot actually say these things, that it's refreshing to hear them.
0: It's not about politics. I mean, in Russia, for example, we have political incorrect position now. And so we have huge difference between Europe and USA, especially with USA. But I don't like what's going on in USA now, but it's a topic for other conversation. But if we talk about religion, I can say that, yes, for Russian people, it's very... Important. I'm not a religious person, but I will never insult people who believe in God, and I will never insult their religious feelings. Mm. Because but I the know insult is the because, insult because I know how important it for them.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's different if you say insult, because if you insult, there's a violence behind the act of the insult, and it's one thing. But if you just laugh about it, it's a bit uh, more ambiguous. And that's the sense of being like satirical. They are not insulting Russia in drawing these kind of things. They didn't insult. It's not like Russian is shit. So the insult is something. We are talking about the fact that For some people, even if it's not an insult, it's threatening. Because it can be a laugh, or it can be a word that you don't like to hear. It's all these kind of things. In my opinion, I don't have any problems. Except for when there is a real insult. Even in that case, I wouldn't say it's wrong or sad. I would say, like back off, and it's not like this, it's like this. I wouldn't condemn before, or I wouldn't condemn something which is just an expression. You condemn these kind of things when you uh, feel threatened, actually. I can get angry at some opinions, but I would not like to, like, put a law to take away the voice from these people, you know? I mean, I wouldn't take this freedom of speech from them. I would like to put a brain inside those people. This is what I would like. But I wouldn't like to, like, take the voice off. Actually, because most of the times it's uh, an expression of something bigger. This Charlie Hebdo, yeah, for me it, uh, it depends. Sometimes it can go further and I can do something I don't like, definitely. It depends.
0: But I think it's the right moment to talk about Pussy Riot because we talked about religion, we talked about impression. For those who don't know about Pussy Riot, I would like to say that it's a Russian feminist protest punk rock and performance art group based in Moscow.
1: They are amazing.
0: Founded in 2011 and It has had a variable membership of approximately 11 women. The group staged unauthorized, provocative performances in public places, performances that were filmed as music videos and posted on the Internet. The collective's lyrical themes included feminism, LGBT rights, and opposition to Russian President Vladimir Putin, whom the group considered to be a dictator, and his policies. These themes also encompassed Putin's links to the leadership of the Russian Orthodox Church. And the group gained global glory when five members of the group staged a performance inside Moscow's Cathedral of Christ, the Savior, on February 2012. The group's actions were judged as sacrilegious by the Orthodox Church. The women said their protest was directed at the Orthodox Church leaders' support for Putin during his election campaign. And two of the group members, Nadezhda Talloconikova and Maria Lyokhina were arrested and charged with hooliganism. A third member, Ekaterina Samutsevich, was arrested and uh, the three members were convicted of Hooliganism motivated by religious hatred, and each was sentenced to two years'
1: imprisonment. In labor, no? Yeah. Labor camp.
0: Yeah. And two other women involved fled the country, have never been named. And Samutsevich, by the way, was freed on probation and her sentence suspended, because she didn't uh, take an active part in that performance. So, Talakonikova and Alekhina spent 21 months in a colony, and they were released in the end of 2013 year, after the State Duma approved an amnesty.
1: Amnesty after 21 months? Yeah. Mm. The, and they would have done 24. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big of a deal, this yeah, amnesty. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: And, uh, yes, it was very loud case, and in that time i remember how community was really separated from each other even inside of small groups like of friends because one part supported uh, pussy rights other parts supported like official authority official position my position after years still like they could do it not in the church but still it wasn't reason to send them to the prison. But I can say that these girls, <laughs> if you can say like this, very, I don't know, not interesting. For me, it's not an art. But I don't know, maybe I don't understand something. And I can say that it's really smart girls. And, for example, nadezhda Птолоконникова, she studied in uh, Moscow State University, on uh, philosophical faculty. But I would like to tell you, before you share your opinion about uh, Pussy Riot and their performance, about other performance. I don't know you know about or you no. Know. It was a political artistic performance uh, staged by Russian performance group Vyna at the Timiraziv State Biological Museum in Moscow in February 2008. Almost 20 people assembled in the museum And five couples undressed in the museum hall, metabolism and energy of organisms, had sex next to a glass display case which contained a stuffed beer. And that performance, has name, fuck for the hair puppy beer. And uh, the performance was a protest of the election of Dmitry Medvedev in the 2008 Russian presidential election. And it took place in front of a black flag with a slogan reading «Fuck for the hair, puppy beer». And the title Puppy Beer is a play on words referring to Medvedev, was last name. Yeah, Medvedev. Derived, uh, yes from uh, Medvedev, what means beer. And how they explained their goal. They said, like, we don't have a goal to necessarily be radical instigators. We have a goal to be honest artists and tell what we think. We think that the government fucks the people and the people like this. This is why the action Fuck for the Hair Puppy Beer was born. Mm-hmm. And Brilliant. (laughs) And Надежда Tolokonikova, who was part of the performance, but she was pregnant and she was on the ninth month of pregnancy that way. And also during that uh, case with Pussy Riot, photos and videos from that performance were on official mass media, like, look at this girl, she's crazy, she has nothing in her head, she had sex uh, naked when she was pregnant. So, what do you think about these two performances?
1: Both brilliant. Thank you. Bye-bye. No, I mean, uh, I didn't know about this, but I heard the, the now that you told the story, the name didn't tell me anything, Vaina. What does it mean, Vaina, actually? War. But now that you told the story, I remember mm, about this. So Pussy Riot, I think also with Pyotr Pavlensky, which is another uh, very strong uh, performance artist, and uh, it's also Russian, but it was gave an asylum in uh, in France, basically because in Russia he risked his life. I feel that the more a country doesn't have freedom and the more these kind of uh, acts are present. Because actually I cannot remember the last time in Italy something like this, like something so strong and uh, provocative happened in uh, public places, like a form of uh, protest and manifestation. So I think it's connected with uh, the lack of freedom. And this also means that in these cases, when a country is so corrupted... You cannot just write an article in a newspaper or, uh, I don't know, do something which doesn't have a strong impact. Because the limitation and um, corruption is so strong that you, if you want to voice something, you have to have the same power. Otherwise, it's useless, and nobody will be interested in this. So you actually said that for you it's not interesting the Pussy Riot, but still you also told me that in a social way they had a lot of impact. So that means that actually it was it interested a Russian people. That was their aim. That was their goal. And um, but
0: people didn't get the message. I no, mean, they but didn't but understood them. And but they you cannot blame
1: it. A thought in the mind of people, of course. Of course there will always be people that just condemn, even without uh, reason or thinking, those kind of acts because they are scandalized by it and they are threatened by it, they are scared about something in the in the tact Uh, maybe they're also in a very very subtle way envious because they will never have the courage to do something like that or maybe it's manifestation to them that they are not doing anything for a problem that these people so provocatively brought in the public discussion again, no. This is the politically correct that you can live like thinking that everything is right, even uh, when it's not. I don't condemn the provocative side of these acts because in Russia I think it's needed to use provocation in this case. Otherwise, no- nobody really will talk or discuss either in the good or in the bad way. But at least you expressed something and your voice was heard. By a lot of people. This is what I think. I was kind of surprised to read about Pussy Riot. That labor um, jail prison still exists in Russia,
0: Mm -hmm. but in in Siberia not still exists. Actually, almost in every colony, because prison uh, in Russia it's like um, only for the worst criminals who have to be in the camera and can't leave it. But usually people who have criminal punishment, they work. Uh-huh. Uh, men and women. And also when I but wh- studied Do you know what kind of work? Different kind of works. When I studied in university, we visited women colony and also men. Men worked, they make doors. Women usually make some clothes, like uh, they also did. It can be shoes, it can be clothes. Usually it's... Formal clothes for Mm. workers. I mean, not clothes which you can buy for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a camp. So, I mean, I didn't know it still exists. It's like the one in Siberia. um,
0: Not only in Siberia, it's everywhere.
1: No, but the famous one in Siberia. They still exist. uh, That type of uh, camp still exists. The
0: colony where they were, uh, it's famous because it's one of the most strictest and, for example, in a women colony in my city, they have good condition there. And uh, it's not so strict there. And Russian colonies are other world. It's something very, very complicated. <laughs> so they are all different. It depends on people who are there. I mean, which type of crimes they committed and yeah. uh, So
1: you know, <laughs> uh, these two activists should have made a big crime for the government to go. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And this also gives some. Um, yes, like this is
0: what I meant because they act and their punishment didn't suit.
1: No, actually, it suits, and it tells a fact that actually the Russian government is this abusive like they would manifest i really have a lot of esteem for these girls and uh for also the other one the vanya ones that's completely brilliant for me that's a perfect because you are not only doing something in a way that it's really hurt and it's not just like a discussion on a beer and uh, with your friends or I don't know something that doesn't have totally a resonance and nobody will ever uh, hear and you're just saying it to complain and to be a little child whining but it's not going to change anything this is an act that can change something that can make a nation talk about it and so it, this is really something and of course I cannot have anything a if steam for people with that is so brave. I don't know if I would do it so bravely in Russia, really.
0: No, it's true. Anyway, I have to admit that they are brave and I can't judge them for this. Anyway, they risk and they got their punishment, even if it was too strict, but they uh, continue their activity and. I don't know. I can have uh, other opinion about some things, but so when people really brave and can take risks, I'm really impressed because I'm not like them. I couldn't do it. Mm. I think it was really interesting program, but time flies as always.
1: Yeah, we went pretty much long, I have to say. But there's, it's really, there's so much we didn't discuss also. it's a large, large topic. And of course, Russia came into the discussion a lot, but not only, I guess, really, every country has this kind of problems right now. Yeah, thank you. I I don't know, I really have to take information about uh, Pussy Riot and these two girls uh, that went in this camp.
0: They are very active, so still y- even active, now, no? yes. at least Nadia Telakonikova, that's why you can find a lot of information about her. But thank you also, and see you next time.
1: Yeah, it was me, Davide, and Irina. Irina, thank you for listening, and see you!
0: Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12 we express our point of view on Mushtara